sense. Actually, Pedro, I have something to talk to you about. This is something that <sighs> I didn't mention to you just now as we press live. Mm, okay. Well, well hey guys, how we, how we doing? We're yeah. Live. Well, we'll we'll do the intro in a second, <laughs> but that's something that I had to talk about. It's been on my mind since the last episode. When you and uh, our lovely audience, the people who come and check out this videos and you know all the time. You guys was really attacking me on the Croc situation, and I didn't appreciate it. Oh, and this is what I realized. Someone put this in the comments because I actually made a poll on my main. I channel. saw you, you. You made a poll like the next day. I'm like Hannibal's in his feelings because we blasted him about his Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> One person said the the people who are saying they don't like Crocs, they never wore a pair because if you wear these shoes, you could not say that they're bad they're ugly i agree i i've never said they functional. look good. you can't run in them you can't do... well who's running what do you mean <laughs> what do you listen what do you... sometimes you need to run like you can't you can't do certain things and i don't run in them I they're don't just know. they're they're ugly fashion that's what they're and they're convenience i'm not fat yeah fashion no convenience, convenience yeah comfort and if you put on you know your little slippers or your, you know your slides you you could stub your toe and destroy your toe. Crocs, True. things that hit your foot, you don't feel anything. <laughs> I just felt like the slant, and I'm going to buy you a pair. Nah, bro. Listen, man. Can't. You can't. I, listen, What's your I'll size? Wait. Listen, my size is five. How about that? You just I'm buy gonna, me some five. First of all, I'm five. going to know what size shoes you wear. Eventually. This is true. This is true. <laughs> We're in the feet, yeah. So, or what's your favorite color? Uh, I like black, blue. I'm, I'm a black and blue kind of guy. You want a little guess, colorful Crocs? Listen, action. you know what? You know what's funny <laughs> is before we went live, I told Hannibal Lee, I'm excited. You know, we're going to LA, downtown LA for this Curbivore event. Yeah, super amped for that. It's gonna be fantastic. Gonna meet some great people, hang out with <clears> Hannibal <throat> and other people. It's gonna be great, right? So I went. I was like, you know what? I had a really good week at work. I had a really good week for work last week. I was like, I'm gonna reward myself. I, you know, I'm gonna buy myself a new pair of shoes, right? So I go to this event. I got a new pair of kicks. You feel good when you look good, right? Yeah. So I walk into Champs. I'm like, right, let me look around. I'm trying to get a pair of Vans, right? Like, I like Vans. I wear black Vans. I'm getting a little scuffed. I'm like, let me just give me some Vans and some fresh Vans. I'll feel good, right? Yeah. They didn't have what I needed, but I got a different color van, whatever. So I, I get those. And I'm looking. And I swear, I'm looking at, like, 16 different types of Crocs. Oh, yeah. And it took a lot out of me not to, like, I was going to get my phone out and, like, Pick, Take pick it Hannibal. And I was like, Hannibal, look, I'm getting some Crocs just to fuck with them. Uh, <laughs> but I can't not see a pair of Crocs now and think of Hannibal wearing some Crocs. I'm not going to wear uh, no Crocs at the at the spa in LA. I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> not going to, you know, because I don't know. I don't want to embarrass ourselves, right? Um, Nomadic Gig Mom, uh, yeah, Giggy Comma. Listen, they're she's ugly. I totally understand that. And they're different types of Crocs, obviously. But let's yes. get it. Listen, let's get into it. Welcome to the Pedro and Hannibal podcast. My name is Hannibal, the guy over <laughs> next to me who hates Crocs. His name is Pedro. <laughs> and we got a very, uh, we got, we got episode. There's going to be a lot going on. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, but we're going to talk about the, you know, some of the fun stuff before we get into like the serious stuff, which you always, yeah. you guys already see on the title here. You know, the NBA, obviously we always like talking about basketball. That's what we do. Um, actually, before we jump into real quick. Did you watch? I know you're a boxing fan. You guys mm -hmm. love you. You people love boxing. We do. That's really uh. Um, you're right though. But you're yeah. right. And you I said can't. you fought before. Yeah. What was your record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
undefeated? Oh, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, no. Street fighter. 10, no. 10, not 10 knockouts. Not sanctioned fights. <laughs> not sa- oh, oh, fight I, I got, club. Fight club. There you go. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, fair so enough, you're fair asking enough. me about Fury and uh, Paul. I didn't watch it live. I saw the ESPN <clears throat> uh, highlights or whatever. I wasn't surprised by the outcome. From what I understand by analyst, it was kind of a boring fight. You could tell yes. both of them are very uh green. very green yeah so it's be jake nice. paul's jake paul's an entertainer he's not a boxer and yes. i think that that kind of showed based on what i've saw as well so well you know what i still give any i i think i told you this before but i give any man any woman or man respect if they put on gloves and they go in to fight somebody like oh, yeah. whatever oh, yeah. much you get punched respect. in the face you, yeah man it don't matter you know what I mean? there's no faking that but i wonder i'm guessing this was a good the whole influencer YouTube boxer thing, it, 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 yes, it's bringing some attention to the sport, but it's probably very not popular the, right now. But it's just not giving the, the the right attention because boxing fell off so much. I mean, I yeah. don't know the champions. To be honest, I don't know. And I, I used to remember. I used to know who the welterweight champion, who was the middleweight champion, lightweight champion. I you ask me, I have no idea. Like the heavyweight champion. Uh, Fury. I know he's. Is he it Fury? A, so I know okay, he so holds he, a few belts. Okay. Yeah. So and I, he's I, legit. He's oh, legit. he's he, super yeah. legit. He is. I think <clears throat> if anything, um, if you go, if he was born 20, 30 years ago, he would have been a champion then. Even going yeah. up against some of the big guys, you know, because he's he's big, but he's fast. He's charismatic. I think he was just born in the wrong time because I think he doesn't get enough credit if <clears throat> anything else because he's such a character. He's. Yeah. He's a gypsy, like you know. He's just like kind of like a, odd his ability character, to but... take damage is probably my most imp- yeah. like because Deontay he's Wilder too, and he's fat. He's he moves really good for yeah. a big guy, you know. I mean, he was getting bombs thrown at him, and he yeah. ate him. Yeah, he got he got knocked down a few. But then when he came back, and you know Wilder couldn't keep up. Yeah. But yeah, just boxing is just is is dead, and we got oh of course Mayweather one of the greatest of all time. He's still fighting, but it's weird. He's doing like weird like, exhibition, um, kind of exhibition stuff. stuff like, so it's not the yeah. same. Yeah. But you know, yeah, it does. It it's a good healthy way of taking a step back to say you know we all knew this. Like once Jake Paul fought a, a le- at least a legitimate boxer. Yeah. That he was going to lose. Now he didn't. He looked bad. Um, some of those the card that like he won by he lost by a split decision. A lot of people are saying there's no way yeah. it was a split. Tommy Fury was winning the entire fight. Well, I think the 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 the, the last round where Fury went down <clears throat> that basically yeah. gave him that round by two points that really shifted, you know, made it look a lot closer on the scorecard, yeah, in my opinion. But you know, he's he's a young kid. He's a, he's a, he's an athletic kid. I mean, he's you know, he's boxing, he's training, he's working really hard, yeah. but it's for entertainment, guys. And I think a lot of reason we don't see a lot of big name the reason we don't have as many good athletes going into boxing is the money isn't you know they're going to play football they're going to play basketball if you're that you know you might even yeah. go in there's more money in ufc if you're one of the top guys right yeah so you know it, it's 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 just the times of shifting man you know boxing used to be like friday night fights and you know yeah, hbo man. and you know like that used to be the thing man and now it's just not so yeah like we still want to see people fight each other but the sport, like you said, it's, it's pretty diluted because like your best athletes are going to the NBA, they're going to the NFL, and I guess we could just jump right into the to the NBA stuff. I don't know you guys seen, you know, Damon Damian Lillard, seventy one points. That is outrageous. And he just scored sixty like a few weeks back. So he's he's. I mean, that's crazy. A it, sixty piece, a seventy one piece. That's nothing. With, with no with no overtime. 
you know, yeah, like Donovan Mitchell, he, you know, he got his, but hey, he went to OT. This guy did it in regulation, 71. Yeah. And as soon as he got off the court, they drug tested him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you, you, you gotta be on something. Man, Lillard, I wish, if imagine Lillard like on the Knicks, man, like a big, mar- you know what I'm saying? Like, that's all I wish man. for him. I, I'm sad uh, that he, he's not on a contender and he, but he just seems really content of where he is. But damn, yeah. he should be on a team that's, actually going to do something in NBA. Yeah. Like right now he just he's the big fish and he loves being there, but it just doesn't, you know. It, well, listen, the guy has more money than he'll ever Yeah. And he was overseas. He's fine. He's fine. He, but he's never going to win a championship unless he goes somewhere else and it looks like he's just going to be in Portland and maybe they get some really good draft pick or they make a trade. It's possible, <clears> but the west where he's at is so loaded that it's yeah. I mean it's he had his chance when they went to the Western Conference Finals that year. Yeah. And kind of shocked a few people bit to make it that to that point and then they didn't you know get to the finals but yeah it's it just not it's not in the cards with with that and uh but you know shout out to that i mean 71 points is it's 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 crazy when you look at that you just you kind of take a step back because it's yeah. not your normal 50 point game or anything like 71 is That's just, i mean you're i mean you're in every possession you, you to get 71 you got to take a lot of shots and or Go to the free throw line a lot and or shoot a lot of threes and he obviously does a lot of threes right so that helps you and if he's if he's getting in a good pace but 71 is just yeah there's only a handful of guys that have done that so it's shit you can count them on one hand I and mean, it's crazy it's impressive you know yeah and he's you know he's gonna make he's gonna be in a hall of famer obviously oh, but sure. is, and I, I don't know how damon damien's like um game not the game management but how many games he plays per season um, the reason why I'm bringing this up because the whole NBA load management, which is a term that really took flight a couple of years ago, started with Greg Popovich, I think. And Kawhi Leonard. When yeah. he yep. just started sitting people down and he was just being, he never lied. He never, he never tried to make it seem like it was a good thing. He was like, listen, you know, we here to, you know, for championships. I got some old guys. Yeah, this really important national televised game. Yeah, they, yeah, all of my, all of my stars are going to sit down. And now it's gotten to a point where I think it is going to hurt the game. Um, there's a few analysts that have some 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 to say about it. I want to go real quick with what Jalen Rose. Just a little picture, real quick, of what Jalen Rose said. And I want you to see or see if you agree with him. He says Jalen Rose on why load managing is more transparent in the NBA today. And it's just a quote right here: "Quote fans and the media started." ring counting unquote do you agree with that assessment so let me let me get some context here so so he's saying that the low management is an issue now because of the fans and the media correct because we started counting rings and and, and comparing people based on number of rings and we're not we don't take we're not counting the nba season as important like we we care more about the Uh, championship so ergo if you care more about championships why would you have your players play some of these 82 games. Yeah. Season, you know, 82 I, games. Mm, yeah, they've always cared about championships. Bill Russell won 11. He, they cared back then. Jerry West went to all these finals back in the, what, 60s, 70s. Uh, I think he only won one. <laughs> and, he, you know, Boston kept beating him. Michael Jordan was getting beat up by the Pistons. He put on weight to win a championship. Then an infamous photo of him with the six rings. I mean, we've always cared, and players have always cared about championships. So I don't understand. The players that haven't won one, Patrick Ewing, John Stockton, Carmelo, Charles Barkley, tell them, tell them that it, you know, like I, I don't understand it. So I feel like the championships have always been 
important. Right. I think maybe I can get it if it's if it's around the vein of like, okay, we're comparing these players. We're comparing a Tim Duncan to somebody. We're comparing a MJ to a LeBron. So now it's like, okay, the championships are all that matters for legacy and like who's the GOAT. And then you're like, okay, well, he's got four, he's got six. And people yeah. say, well, Russell's got 11, so he's already in the top whatever. What? But, but should he be just on a championship? Right. So I think for that, I get it. But, like, championships have always been the thing. Like, that's always been how yeah. we've measured some of the top guys, you know? I guess the question is, why do we, I think the fans, why and the players at this point, why we don't care about the regular season? Because well, that's, I, I, that's where it is right now. Well, yeah, but I'd rather watch a good playoff game with something on the line than a regular season game. The regular season games are great. Damian Litter just dropped 71. Occasionally, we get a really great regular season game. Somebody hits a game winner, but the significance of it isn't as big, right? So if you watch a really good game in a Super Bowl that's really tightly contested and well played, and you compare that to a really good game in a regular season, which we see those, like which would you rather watch? You'd rather watch something where there's more on the line and at the end, there's more emotion. There's more celebration. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so clearly, championships on any yeah. sport, especially basketball, is going to be. Uh, we're going to want to watch that more and, and care more and invest more into that. You know, and that makes sense. I mean, that does make sense. But when you are taking your kids to go see, you know, the, the Lakers, right? Like you, you know, whatever team. Like I'm, you know, if I'm New York, you know, Knicks, a decent team. But when, you know, the Lakers come in town, I'm paying hundreds of dollars. You want to see LeBron. That's who you're paying to you, see. You want to see LeBron. Yeah. And LeBron, oh, he's hurt right now, actually. He's actually yes. out for a couple of weeks for, I think, a yeah. right foot injury is pretty I feel bad. like I just saw that come out in the last couple hours. Yeah, but, it looks yeah. like that's it for Lakers. But And they were on a run. They were 4-1 and one after the tread deadline. They were looking yeah. better. They just came back and beat the Mavericks after being down 27. They picked up some really good uh, kid Vanderbilt. Looks like a defensive stud, a lot of energy. I tell you they about that Russell. defense, man. I mean, yeah, the, the I mean, Mavs. so that, that sucks. But you know what? Let's say LeBron's out two weeks. He's, you know, he takes care of his body. So let's give, let's say it's two weeks. Yeah. And they miss him for seven, eight games, whatever, right? Let's just say that's what it is. As long as they could play 500 basketball, they might, it might actually serve them better in the long run because these other guys are going to have to step up their game a little bit, right? Yeah. So as long as he's not out for an extended period of time and they don't lose seven or eight in a row, I think this might be a blessing in disguise. I mean, I, he, I they got, they got to get into the play-in. I mean, that's really is. They got to yeah, at least get into the play-in. But, but what happened if you know, LeBron didn't get hurt, right? And I paid, you know, I got to look at NBA tickets. They're extremely expensive. Even nosebleeds, sometimes you're spending $200 a ticket. Me, my girl, my kid, we may spend damn near $800 to show up at a game and LeBron is sitting at the bench. I can see... The NBA fan being pretty mad about that. Like, are you oh, serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, that's the thing I think is the biggest issue. Um, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of Stephen A, but Stephen A had Charles Barkley, and I like Charles Barkley. And they were talking about load management and, and how it's a problem in the NBA. So I want to show you a little bit of that conversation. Just to see what, you know, uh, you know, Charles Barkley always has, you know, every once in a while he has some insightful stuff to say. It's not it's not all trash. Uh right. let me let me let me put it on right now. You talk about the stars and the responsibility that are placed on their shoulders, et cetera. Is load management in today's NBA a big issue for Sir Charles Barkley? It's a huge issue. You know, 
uh, Adam, and I love Adam. He's a great so guy. I. He's a great commissioner. So do but I. But I think what what happened is I think he kind of went overboard trying to take care of the players. He's like, well, you guys don't want to do back-to-back. We're going to kill most of the back-to-back. Now they get like a whole week for All-Star game. So he's trying to do everything possible to get these guys rest. You know, Stephen A., I don't think fans get mad if you're making 30, 40, 50 million dollars if you play basketball every night, but you can't make 30, 40, 50 million dollars and then sit out games. I think it's disrespectful to the game. I think it's disrespectful to the fans. Cause like I say, these fans are paying their hard earned money. And like I say, especially, you know what's gonna be crazy? In this next TV negotiating deal, we're gonna have guys making 70, 80 million dollars a year. And they're going to be saying, wait a minute, you're going to make $70 million and you can't play basketball three or four days a week with all the stuff. I mean, they fly private. They got the best medical stuff ever created. And I says, you can't disrespect the fans making $70, $80 million and say, you know what, I can't play basketball four days a week. I mean, listen, <laughs> it ain't like we should working in a steel mill, brother. I mean, people working in a steel mill every day. I'm pretty sure they're tired, too. <laughs> some good points. I mean, he, he, I mean, that's some good points. He's got some good points. And I want to say this. I, I I feel like I mentioned it, but I'm going to the Memphis Grizzlies-Dallas Mavericks game in Memphis on March 11th. It's a Saturday. Oh, that's right? going to be fun. And Yeah, I'm taking my nephew and my brother-in-law, right? We're driving out. And, yeah, if Kyrie and Luca decide to take the night off and Ja's like, yeah, you know, I got a headache. I'm yeah. gonna be pissed. I'm gonna yeah. be mad. Like yeah, Charles yeah, to Charles man. Point, be like, "Well, who am I playing to watch here? I'm, I'm, I'm playing. I'm paying for the experience, but I want to see the stars. Yes, right. You want to see them go at it. You, you know, you're paying the premium ticket price because those cities have those stars. If I was gonna go see the Indiana Pacers, the ticket value is way less because they don't less. have a jaw. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and when yeah. like the Lakers travel to New York, you're paying a premium for those seats versus if the if the Knicks. Or playing the Pacers, you know right. what I'm saying, or the or wh- whoever, right? So, Barkley brings up a really good point. I mean, you can't argue yeah, and, and we and you understand, obviously, on the players' side, and it's just weird because you know we all grew up in the '90s, and NBA players played every game. They they you know for the most part they didn't miss yeah. a lot of games, and I think the players have a lot of strength and power, and you know maybe maybe what I guess what seems to be maybe the the older players are getting run into the ground and now the younger guys are like I'm, i don't want to get my body you know run my body i want to be able to play longer yeah. but then i think the nba needs to figure out okay so what we're going to do here because you are showcasing every game to have these stars and if they're going to just sit out and chill or tank as some some may suggest mm-hmm. That is going to hurt the game long run. And I'll go back with what Barkley said. Once they get the new, you know, all these TV negotiation deals. That's a million be, dollars a game, basically. It's a million it's dollars a It's really difficult game. for people to take that this, you know, someone's paying this much money and they're chilling. <laughs> you know, it's, it's whether either be you have an injury or not. I mean, if you you're know? injured, you, if you're injured, and if, obviously if it's significant, you should not play. And you know, some would say, well, maybe it's, He's got a tweaked ankle and whatever, right? But, like, if you're resting, to your point, just load management just to to be fresher for the playoffs, like, eh, 
yeah, you should play, right? Like, yeah. and I think that's his point. Like, you know, I don't think any of us are saying, yeah, LeBron, you, you got to go out there and play next week if you're no. because a fan. No, because you're hurt. You're hurt. You're hurt. But if it's like a load manager, like, yeah, I'm just tired. Everybody's tired. Like, yeah, that's, that's a poor excuse. <laughs> yeah. You're tired from flying in a private jet and having a chauffeur take you around. You're tired from getting a massage from a masseuse. Like, come on. You're not any more tired than the average man and woman at work out here. So. Yeah, and, and these are professional athletes. And, yeah, like what Barkley said, you, you're taking care, if you take care of your body, they got, you have the best resources available. I think a lot of people are going to turn be turned off by the constant load management. And I think they need to really figure this out. How, I don't know you, how, you, how you force players to play. I, I don't know if you can do that. It may not even be a good idea because the first player that gets seriously hurt and he'll say, well, I played because I was forced to, yeah, that becomes a problem. And the reason people like Adam Silver is because he's he's a player's commissioner, right? right. He really does care about the player. You can tell like he tries to build these relationships. <laughs> he tries to take care of them, listen to them. I think that's why he's respected. He's probably the more the most respected one out of all the major sports commissioners, right? So I think that you, you have that, but then like you, you now he can't go back. He can't say, okay, well, now you guys are going to make more money. So you know what? You yeah. got to have it in the contract that you got to play unless you're hurt. There's no load management. You got to play like the players aren't going to want that because they want they want to be able to take time off. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they, they, they a, want that. Some of them do at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, David Stern was stern and but he did build the NBA to to a respectable oh. multi-billion dollar business. But people did not yeah. like because he was a bit, you know, it's been on the conservative side. Yeah. But yeah, I think the load management needs to chill out. I I don't know if there's certain criteria, like maybe there should be a certain <laughs> age or stage of the career where Ooh, okay. load management is acceptable. So like you're like a 22 year old has been in the league a couple of years trying to sit out like, nah, you're good. Nah, get your ass back in. <laughs> come on, man. I bet you if the club was open, you'd be on, you'd be out there playing around, dancing around, like come on, oh, then you yeah. can play. So a lot of oh, it yeah. is, I think, and also I kind of think about if you're on a team and your star player is sitting out and you know, he's good. You know mm-hmm. you saw him in the club last night yeah. going crazy. And now all of a sudden he's load management because his quad isn't. No yeah. shots to, to uh, Kawhi. I'm sure he, I don't think he goes to the club. But that may turn some resentfulness in the team. Like, yo, dude, you, we're getting blown out here. <laughs> You're yeah. not playing. Yeah. So I don't know. That's um, a good point. I mean, I think it's, it's the NBA's, <clears throat> you know, to, to think about this next round of TV contracts and the, 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 the negotiations for the players, the union, like, these guys are going to keep making more money. The NFL, we're seeing with these guys, these quarterbacks, $40, $50 million a year, right? So the money is yeah. there because of the TV contracts. And now you used to be able to watch these games on regular TV. Now you got to have a certain package deal or you got to have this regional deal, this, that. And, um, yeah, I mean, the money is just crazy. It's just crazy to think about, like, Michael Jordan back in the day, the greatest basketball player of all time. At the end of his career, he was signing, like, one-year deals worth, like, $25, 30000000 million, right? And he was like, and even then, that was not enough. But then it was a lot. Now you got Jalen Brunson getting 20, 20 million a year. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. You know? Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Uh, well, you know, and I'll jump right into the, the NFL real quick because you mentioned it. And Daniel Jones. So. <laughs> oh, Daniel. Okay. Is he still there was, yeah. there was rumors. Guess how much money it was, he was rumored to be asking per year. <laughs> per year? Yeah. 30 million plus. It was rumored. 
It's not confirmed. Rumored he was asking for 45 a mil, 45 a year. That's like Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' money. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> makes that money. But they're saying that it was some, it said despite. So I just looked it up. Despite reports, he said he, you know, they said he's likely to sign a cheaper deal. Because that would have been a bit much. Like, there's no way Daniel Jones is going to get $45 million. No, but you know what he will get? He'll get 25 he may get 30. He may get 30, yeah. yeah. Because that's the 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 marketplace for That's the rate. Yeah, that's, that's the rate, the rate mean, yeah. for a starting Sorry, quarterback. quarterback. When you look at his numbers and the value he brings to his team, yeah. which is a lot. Um, yeah, that's the going rate. It's just that's the, and so for him, it's like, well, I'll just go for 40. Maybe they're dumb enough to pay me. Like you can't fault him for that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like but I mean, we even us Giants fans is like, yo, slow down, forty five mil, like get out of here. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yes, that's Mahomes' money. Mahomes is great, you know, the best quarterback. He deserves that. Joe Burrow, really, Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. Who else needs forty five million? Uh, I mean, I, Lamar, Jalen Hurts, maybe those guys get hurt. Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen, I think is above both Hurts and and uh, for me, it's like Mahomes is one. Burrow, um, Herbert with the Chargers because of his age. Trevor Lawrence is going to be worth a lot of money. Yeah, I think Josh Allen. I think Jalen Hurts deserves that. <clears throat> Lamar Jackson. I think you know he's phenomenal, but he's got the injury history. Aaron yeah. Rodgers. He had a down year, but he's still Aaron Rodgers. He's going to make yeah. that kind of money this year uh, with the Packers. So, yeah, uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see. But I I, I thought that was pretty funny because I like there's no way million. yeah there's no yeah. way uh, it just doesn't make any sense and but no. like you said you try to you try to get as much money as possible and they say who's stupid enough to pay that much I mean someone was stupid enough to give Deshaun Watson that all that guaranteed money mm-hmm. and that's what Lamar Jackson wants and no one you know the the owner of the Ravens is like no but that's where they are because he's like I'm looking to get what he got so you know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I know we talked about Lamar, like where he might go. And we talked about like the Lions, you know, that was a people have talked about like the Bears, like trading Lamar for Justin Fields. You know what I'm saying? And like Justin Fields going into the Ravens because that's their system where it's a running quarterback. He would fit into the offense, probably do pretty good. And then the Bears get Lamar Jackson. Like who wouldn't want Lamar? Like there's, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. Definitely. Definitely. So. We're going, we're going, I didn't realize how fast the time is. Time's always flying by. Always. Chatting around. Um, let's, so, let's, get into, let's get into this, uh, the heaviness here. Let's absolutely. So there was a video I saw on YouTube, Breaking um, breaking Points. I think we, we kind of put some of the, um, some of this already in some of the videos. Talking about young men and the crisis they're dealing with. Some of the issues they're dealing with. And uh, it was a really good monologue by uh, uh, Sigar, I think Sagar is what you call his name is. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna just put a few, like a little, we're gonna watch a little bit and then we'll pause it. Um, one of the right, clips Sagar, did not here? come well, in, but I got the other two. Just talking about the situation young men are currently in. And it doesn't seem like there's gonna be any end in sight. It doesn't seem like enough people are talking about it. And it's going to give us a lot of problems in the future. So let me pop it up real quick. If I can, um, because it's a big deal, but no one, no one cares. Like, well, or, it's not men, enough it's, people. It's, it's like, you know, we're, we're told to just figure it out and be tough. And you know what I mean? So, Basically. And, and, and yeah. this is, we've been told that for so long. This is kind of where we're at right now. So, yeah. So let me put, watch at least a little minute of this. 
Something we keep a close eye on here is the crisis of young men in the U.S. It's probably one of the most charged topics that we discuss. Inevitably draws quite a bit of few toxic people in the discourse on all sides. But my biggest problem with the state of mainstream discourse is conflating toxicity with the idea that we don't have a serious problem. A stunning trove of new data from the Pew Research Group highlights just how big of a problem we have, one that soon could reach a total point of no return. The first is the rate of single young men versus single young women. 63% of, of young men today, between the ages of 18 to 29, report being single. That is compared to 34% of young women. I guess in a vacuum, you could say, who cares, and let people do what they want. And I actually agree with that. The problem, though, is that what people want is downstream of a lot of societal inputs that we do have a say over. For example, the reason that that math doesn't work out is very simple. Most of those younger women who aren't single are dating older men. Why? Well, they report stability of older men who are able to provide for them financially. Ergo, it's not necessarily that women want to date older men. It's that economically, younger men simply aren't able to attain the baseline necessary for women to want to partner with them. This isn't exactly popular to say, but it is now unambiguously true. The wage gap that Lehman feminists insisted was the biggest problem in our society in the 2010s that's basically dead. For those between the ages of 34 and below, the wage gap stands at some $43 per week. We have now reached effective wage parity. Actually, in many U.S. cities, young women, young women actually out-earn young men. Mm. Mm. That was a lot. That was a lot thrown out there. Um, it was, but I think I want to. The first thing I want to touch on is yeah, we we hear a lot about the wage disparity, and I think it's true in a lot of sectors, right? It, you know, that it's true. It's been like that, but when you look at you know, based on what he's saying, if you look at the numbers, $43, $43 a week, it's not much of a disparity, you know? No, no, because then that, that comes to hours worked. And you can still say that men, um, usually men work more hours. Mm -hmm. uh, women uh, usually they may have to curtail their working availability based on rearing children, especially if they're young and all that type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and so we're getting there. We were getting towards there, even though in the media, if you ask the average person, they don't know that it's getting closer. So closer. eventually I think yeah. women will out earn men. But going back to the dating situation, if you are a young man and you are not able to provide or have any kind of resources, yeah, a younger woman may not want to talk to you if you're looking for a serious relationship, obviously. But that leaves a lot of young, like that's a lot of single young men just. So is it on the existing. men by not by not being gainfully employed and good with finances, or is it on the or is it bad on the women for wanting to be with somebody that can financially support of them and a family, right? Yes, yeah, that's that, that's you know that's, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, who's who's right here? I don't you know what I'm saying. Like, where does it start? Does it start with the man being able to? Okay, well. Some people are, you know, hey, I want to be single. I'm good with it. Fine. To each his own, like you said in the beginning. But like, yeah, most people want companionship, right? They want they want a family. That's that's what most people want. So does it start with us men to figure out how do I offer financial stability for first? I got to take care of myself and then I got to meet a girl and I got to be able to take care of her or do it together. We got to do it together. Right. And then, OK, I got to show her I can do that with her and I. Or that we could collectively do it before we bring kids into the picture. It's what yeah, yeah. most people would think, right? Logically, but so then, like, if if it if it if the man's not starting the relationship off, showing the woman that he can be a provider, whether it's financially, whatever, do you blame them for 
for a 25 year old, 30 year old woman dating a 40 or 50 year old man that is more stable, has gone through the hardship already. Maybe he's got he's making more money. Yeah. Most 50 year old men are going to make more money if you're working than a 25 year old. That's just a fact. Right. Yeah. So where does it start? Who's to blame? You know, I, I don't know. Is there, I, is there I, somebody to blame? I don't know. You know, when you when you're in your 20s, usually you don't have much. Right. You're, you're, you're just starting out. You don't have a lot of money, but I get, but it just seems like there's a shift in the culture. There's a shift in, you know, talking about boys being left behind in terms of education. That shift is hurting men and it, and it will hurt women as well, because like you said, their their dating pool is, is smaller. Right. Because they're looking like especially if they're looking for a serious relationship and they don't think most men are able to keep up with them, so to speak. Yeah. It leaves a lot of men alone. And well, I think some women have an unrealistic <laughs> expectation of what a man should earn and how yes. they should provide. Because most men, you know, women are like, oh, I need a six-figure man. I need a man to make one hundred fifty thousand. Most men don't make one hundred fifty thousand dollars, guys. No, no, right? no. So um, that's, not, that's not normal. But I think women have this. Some women have this unrealistic expectation of what that finances and the lifestyle they want to have. Realizing that most men are going to make 50 grand, right? Like that's not, you're not making 150. That's not, especially at that age, like that's not normal, right? Yeah. So I think that, and I will watch the other clip right here. I think it's, he describes the, the, it's like a cultural divide between men and women. Mm. Hopefully this is the right clip. Let me see. It's a trend pointing towards women out earning men as time passes. It all goes back to college. Women now outnumber men in the U.S. college-educated workforce. Again, why is this bad? Well, because higher-wage jobs in our society are structured around having a bachelor's degree. A gender imbalance in graduates means a gender imbalance in wages, and in a decade, we are actually going to have the opposite wage gap in the United States. Wages, as we can see now, are directly tied to the dating market, where we have two pernicious things at play. Number one, wages aside, many college-educated women imply simply do not want to date someone who doesn't have a college degree. This sounds pretentious and snooty, but you can somewhat sympathize. College is a good proxy for whether you share the same social values, type of media you enjoy, city life, shared experience you can relate to. Number two, college is also a good proxy for whether you make decent money. So many women simply aren't culturally or economically interested in working class men. As the share of working class men rises compared to the share of college-educated women rises, we now have a full-blown cultural crisis in our hands. The crisis is one mostly confined to awful conditions in male life. For all the talk in the media right now about teenage girls getting depressed, which is real, don't get me wrong, it's still not even close to as big as a problem right now as suicide amongst men. Before we get into the the more heavier part with this you know, male suicide and the rates yeah. are going crazy, just going back to the idea, like you were saying, of unrealistic expectation or just a skewed expectation of if if a woman is she's college educated she's gonna probably want to be with a college educated man most a lot of men are not going to college she's gonna want to date up not down right if you got a college educated woman she's got a good career she's got a good head on her shoulder she's educated she's not dating unfortunately (laughs) fellas she's not dating guys working at mcdonald's it's just not it's not going to happen unless that's his franchise and he owns it yeah it's just not because that dude's making thirty thousand or whatever as a shift leader it's just not happening she wants to date the guy that owns the mcdonald's right you know and i think that that's that's just reality you know yeah but that's that's where that's where it's 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 a shift in how you know back in 
you say back in the 50s back in the 60s this is not this wasn't a problem because men earned more they were seen as the providers so this didn't necessarily have an issue because if a man had a decent job he was able to afford a home he was able to buy a car he's able to yeah. do all this on his one salary but now as you can do that yeah and what what else what else can a young man do to keep up where if he's not in college and doesn't have that earning potential and there's also that cultural divide where a woman is like well you're not in college so you're you're not as uh, well read as i am and yeah. politically and in the same i guess you know something like i i checked out we check out some social media or dating profiles some women would say if you don't if you're not a democrat don't talk to me Mm. If you're not, it's like, wow, or you're not it's, vax, don't talk to me. Yeah, the, and, and, like, and I would never, you know, if, if I was in the dating pool right now and I saw that, I would never be interested in a woman that would say something that like that, just right. If that's on her page, like if you're yeah. a Republican, if you're a Democrat, if swipe, you're not- Yeah, that, swipe left, yeah. Like, really? Like, that's that's what that's the energy you're giving right in the beginning? Like, yeah, well, <laughs> that sounds like a miserable person to have a dinner with. Like, that just be, yeah. they'd just be running their mouth all day. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, but let me ask you a question, because I think he referenced uh, working class men, right? Yeah, when yeah. I, when I hear that term, I think the guy's blue collar. Yeah. But blue collar guys can make good money. Oh, yeah, uh, most definitely. Of, most of, I mean, if you have a trade, if you're some kind of tradesman, like, you're, you can make good money and support a family. Like Definitely. I see it where I live all the time, electricians, plumbers, construction workers, hardworking guys working, you know, 10, 12 hour days, working five, six days a week. I think of the guy that came and at the house, we had to have some plumbing work done and, and he was just having a family. He had a stay at home wife. He was having the first kid. He's a yeah. blue collar guy and he makes it work, you know? So I think it's a, there's a lot of variables there. I think sometimes like you don't have to be necessarily college educated to make a good living of course if you can work with your hands and you and, and and you don't mind working a little bit like you can still make you know these blue collar guys are making 50 60 70 dollars an hour depending on yeah. the trade like that's really good money right so i think it just depends but i think some some women if you're an educated woman and you're an executive type like you don't you might not want to work with you might not want to have a relationship with a plumber that yeah you know, some women think that oh, i'm not gonna i, I need to be with the CEO type, you know? Yeah, because someone asks, you know, what what does he do? And yeah. if you're not impressed with the the job, it could be a problem. And that's not all women. No. But it not, may be not. too many. <laughs> You'll deal, right? Uh, you know, you mentioned, it, I, I always I always find it kind of, when I was younger, people would ask, you know, it's like the, one of the first things we talk about. When you, when you first meet somebody, whether you're dating or it could be a family member at Thanksgiving, hey, yeah. how's work? What are you doing now? What are you doing? Everybody always fucking asks, like, like what job you have really yeah. dictates who you are as a person and if you're oh, good yeah. or not, or if you're happy. Oh, yeah. It's such a weird question that as a society we always bring up. Well, what do you do for a living? Like, like that, it automatically puts you in like a box. And I always mess with people. If like they'll ask me what I do, I'm like, well, I deliver McDonald's. Like, I, I literally will say, I deliver McDonald's <laughs> and I make YouTube content. And, and they're like, oh, really? You can make money doing that? And I'm like, yeah, I can. Like, yeah. And people don't understand that the way people even have made is making money has shifted a, a lot in the last 10 years. So, yes, I just think it's so odd how that's like the number one question people ask each other when they first meet. What do you do for a living? Like that, like that means 
Like it's such that we hold that in such high regard, you know. You would hope that it's just a because usually small talk. You either talk about the weather and you start talking yeah. about your job or your kids. Worth. But I think there's some people that put worth your worth on your job because yeah. I I never never liked the whole idea of essential workers. I never understood. I never liked it. I didn't like. Every job is essential to the person that paid you to do the job, and maybe maybe that's wrong to say, but we categorize certain jobs to be important and some to not be important. Imagine that. Imagine you you have a job that's deemed not important. Then yeah. why the, why am I doing it? Like why am I <laughs> why am I here? Yes, yeah. a cops and, and teachers and firemen, doctor. Yes, I understand that, but. If you tell me that my job is not important and like, why am I doing it? It can, I can feel like it could have messed you up. It can mess up in someone's head. Um, oh, yeah. and well, if think I'm, about it like this, like we, we cops and nurses and doctors, like, listen, those, we need those people, teachers, like, we, like those people come in clutch for us when we need them. But I'll tell you what, who affects your life more on a daily basis, a police officer where you live or your Starbucks barista. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who, who do you have a relationship with? Who do you actually need to be there for you more? I bet that Starbucks barista, if you're a coffee drinker, I bet that person probably impacts your life more on a weekly basis than the cop that you might not ever see ever again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. essential work, like it's, it's always you, a weird thing, you know, like, yeah. Like when you go in that restaurant and you got to wait longer because you don't have enough employees, you do feel it. Like, where is every, you know, like this idea <laughs> yeah. that is is yeah. not essential. Like, I that always it bothered me a lot because I think it does affect people's um, identity upon themselves. Like, like you say, you mm-hmm. deliver, you just eat, you, I del- you deliver at McDonald's, but you don't let it define who you are as no, a no, person. No. So that's why you're able to say it, and you're joking a little bit as well. But yeah, there are people who attach their identity to to what they do. And women, some women, look at that and say, if a man is executive, he is value. He's more valuable. Like he's a better person. He's more exactly. valuable. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like he'll be and a better father because he's a CEO. That not, that that might no, not be the case. You know? It may be yeah. the complete opposite. Because yeah. a lot of jobs where they're looking for that, like I want this lawyer. You know how many hours lawyers work? You know most. Yeah. Of them, you know most lawyers. I think the um, and I may be guessing, but I think this is accurate. A lot of divorces are in with lawyers. Lawyers, uh, ex ex military, or current military, yeah. uh, and doctors and nurses. They get yeah. they get divorced like at high because rec- they clubs. work all the time. So you look, yep. so they're running and looking for this, you know, guy that can make six figures, but you're never going to see him. Yeah, the money may come in, but you're lonely. He's obviously the doctor. He or she is going to be extremely exhausted coming home. So if you come in, starting with the yibby, 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 he, that person's not going to want to deal with it. He's like, hey, listen, I just saved, I just saved three coming people today. What do you do? <laughs> Get my dinner. Then that's an argument. So yeah. they're looking for things, but I don't think they understand that, you know, like I said, that blue collar worker, he's working. He may work his 40 a week, but he's there. He'll be there to support yeah. you. But like you said, it's all about yeah. the 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 identity and the value upon a job where i think if someone's paying you for work just do yeah yes there are more jobs that are yet you well i would say there's more jobs that are important like a cop right we need cops 
We need someone. You need firemen. Firemen. You need someone to take care oh, of that. Yeah. You need doctors. You need lawyers. But if you can't pay to do, you can't pay to something to do something. I, do we need? Do we need lawyers? Let's talk about that for like thirty. Do we? Do we really need lawyers? Hey, once I start making some good, that, once I start making the kind of money, I, yeah, I'm gonna need some lawyers. Well, you gotta retain. Yeah, but like. It's just, it's just the way the system's set up. We need. Yeah, them, I yeah, guess. yeah. But, they you know they understand. Saying. They understand the game. Yes. But yeah, of course, time. they're annoying as hell. But yeah. we need them. <laughs> um, uh, Bobby says she gets to spend his money on a boyfriend. <laughs> Fair enough. And that's you know, listen, that's that's the key of everything. You find a partner that makes a lot of money, but they don't care. But they don't care. Like there's no value. There's like looking down on you or looking down on them. Like we're supposed to be together. It don't doesn't matter. But, you know, who knows? But going back to the very end of talking about the mental health issues that a lot of young men are dealing with, yeah. um, he finishes up another real quick video right here. Right now, young men commit suicide at four times. Yes, four times the rate of younger women. Males make up nearly 80% of all suicides in the entire United States. How is that not the blaring headline across all outlets? But this actually underscores the issue. Nobody wants to talk about this because I think it validates toxic manosphere commentators. Perhaps the most troubling part of the new data isn't just the rise in single men, but it's a growing nihilism that single men have towards relationships. The number of single American men who said that they are, quote, much less likely to be interested in starting any relationship of any kind increased a full 11% after the pandemic. It now stands at nearly two-thirds of all men. We are effectively in a vicious feedback loop. Societal factors say it's not a problem. Technology anesthetizes your brain better than ever before. Economically, you likely don't have a chance in hell at buying a house or vastly outpacing any female in the workplace based on your average wages. Why bother? Just do drugs, play games. The antisocial behavior doesn't just pertain to dating. It's all aspects of male life. The most recent survey of American life found that, quote, men appear to have suffered a far steeper decline than women. 30 years ago, a majority of men, 55%, reported having at least six close friends. Today, that number has been cut in half. Slightly more than one in four men have six or more close friends today. 15% of men have no close friends at all, a five-fold increase since 1990. 500% in the number of men who say they have zero close friendships. Women, on the other hand, see a slight decline in large numbers of friends, not even close to the same increase in complete friendlessness. Once again, it's a uniquely male phenomenon. That one really hit me uh, when mm. I when I saw that, because that's where where you could see why men are committing suicide at a higher rate. If you don't oh. have any close friends, you don't have a relationship. So this is a really big deal, and that's why I, I really I spent a lot of time reading about it and and checking out videos about it because it this can be. A, a world-changing event if you have this many young men that are feeling this way. And I think people don't really understand that. They don't understand how a lot of these great wars and all these conflicts, if if they have no hope and they find the wrong people to lead them, lead yep. them, yep. things can go in a really terrible direction. And, you know, I'm lucky that I, I have friends. Right? I consider you a friend, Pedro. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, you're right. <laughs> but it's important to have friends. Yeah. And if you have no friends and you have and you're just sitting there playing video games and watching YouTube all and day. And doing drugs, like you're saying, drinking drugs, or doing you know, if, if, if you're doing that in excess, you know? Yeah. That is a sad existence. And we're becoming less friendly as we, you know, talking, you know, thinking about our parents and our grandparents when they had tons of close friendships. 
and we're getting we're getting more and more lonely, and it's that's pretty sad, man. Well, and I think the he he referenced uh, you know social media electronics and just the advancement of technology, and that you know like <laughs> it's 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 been made really easy for us to get what I call false senses of friendship, false right. senses of connection, yep. whether it's through internet or this or that or a dating website or, you know what I'm saying? Like playing these video games and you got the little thing on and you're talking to somebody in Wisconsin and like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you have this false sense of like what's really around. Like that kid that you're playing the video game with in Wisconsin, they don't know you. They don't care about you. The person that you're typing in a chat with, like they don't really know you, right? So do you have somebody that you can actually talk to that can relate and show you empathy and like listen to you and have yeah. lunch with you or, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, uh, and a lot of people obviously don't have that. And that's the sad part. And then when you feel alone and troubling things are happening and you don't have an outlet, that's I'm assuming because I haven't had this feeling for myself, but that's where that yeah. suicidal thoughts creep in. Right. Cause you yeah. feel like you don't have anybody and you know, you mix that with, you know, the drugs or the this or that. It's it's a bad recipe. Yeah, it's drugs, it's alcohol, it's porn. Yep. It's video games, anything to kind and then eventually it doesn't work in terms of relieving any of that kind of stress. And but I do wanna I do wanna counter the idea of even if you're able to find some friendship online, to embrace it. Because oh, yeah, that's how we any, met. We met online. Yeah. So like, you know, there's not there's something wrong with that. Yeah, I, I I kind of ref. Well, I remember I, I I see a live streams or you know I'll say multiple live streams before I say one that there there's a group of people that talk to each other every day. Mm -hmm. And before this video, I was like, these people have nothing else to do. They mm -hmm. should go touch grass or something. But after watching that video, I understand why they do it. Mm -hmm. They may not even know why, but yeah. the idea that you're able to find some set of community, even if you're not near each other, that is helping them. And I realize why they spend so much time together because yeah. if I didn't have any friends and I found just luckily found a group a of people community who online or something. Yeah. I, I was like, all right, you still yeah. should find more people. But if that keeps you going, because some don't even have that. Yeah. No, you know? that's a fantastic point. You know, I, but we, we, there's something to also be said for a hug from somebody, you oh, know, yeah, like that's a bunch somebody, of better, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you, we, you know, people, we, 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 we need that. We crave that. You need that level of intimacy, whatever that means, right? That, that personal, like just, just having lunch with somebody, you know, and, and a lot of us, you know, and I'm really guilty of this sometimes too, you know, you might have a family member you live close by. And I'm pretty, I'm very close to my family, but there are times where, yeah, I could probably see them even more and have a lunch with them. Like, yeah. you never know how much, how impactful that could be. If you call your brother, your cousin, you ain't seen in a while, your mom, your grandma, your grandpa, if they're around still and they live close. Hey, you want to have lunch on Tuesday? I'm off. Like, sometimes that could be like mean the world to that person. Right. right? Yeah. So re reaching out um, and then be open to when people reach out to you and saying yes versus saying no, like that's it's it can do a lot for people you know and we, we i think there's something to be said for the technical part of having relationships and having a community but you gotta also have it in real life at some point yeah. otherwise you know it, it's it's 
you once again, I think you're building this false sense of like what your reality is and what friendship is. There has to be more beyond just a keyboard, in my opinion. But, you know, I, I'm guilty of that as well because, and I'm sure you, you, I mean, you have, you some of you have this unlimited amount of energy, but for, for most men, <laughs> mere mortals, once you got, you got a job and then you got, you know, you got your, your significant other and then you got a kid, so much of your day has been obliterated to a point where you want, and this, yeah. this happened many times. I'll come home. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna hit up some people. We're gonna go. And I just keep my ass on the couch. I take it. I'm a full sleep on the couch. Yeah. They just don't have the energy. And that's just getting older. And like in your 20s, yeah. definitely. I used to go out way more in the 20s when now. And But that's what you really need. You start to need more those solid friendships as you get older. And, you know, we don't make, or at least me, I don't make a lot of new friends as you yeah. get older. Like, well, it's hard. Just... It's hard to make new friends. It's very hard to do that. Yeah, because what you do, you just show up, you just walk to a guy. And, hey, hey, you want to be friends? Yeah, I like your, I like your hoodie. I like that hat. <laughs> you want to be friends? That's the, and then he's like, I don't want to be your friend. I'm like, no, 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 not like that. Just, <laughs> but yeah, that's the issue. Like, it's difficult to where, like, you know, my my son can just walk into a park. And you know, yeah. like five friends. I'm like, damn, that's yeah, you can't get you forget how envy like they they have they, there's no judgments there. It's like, hey, mm. oh, you like basketball? I like basketball too. We're, yeah. we're best friends now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just that kind of because they're not they're not they're not in their heads. Yeah, thinking about well, if I said I liked his shoes, he may think um you know yeah oh, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And he yeah. may yeah. he may want to fight me. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? All that yeah. stupidness that we have in our heads. But you know, yeah, we should have some some ability to make new friends. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's why and we go and you're hanging out different conferences you yeah. or just certain situations, certain meetups. So you try to meet new people. I think that we don't do that enough. Yeah, I think for, you know, it's a good point. But and for me, I have a couple of friends I've had for a long time. Right. Since like middle school. Right. Yeah. And then I have another set of friends that I've met through certain circumstances in life, whether it's like you know them from like, you know, because your kids are on the same ball team yeah, or yeah. maybe a work friend. I have a couple of work friends I, you know, met through my last jobs in the past. And, you know, there was connections so we still kind of connect, not close friends, but friends. You know, you talk to them a few times a year. You see them at this function, you know, yeah, people that love. you still mingle yeah. with. There's love there. Right. Yeah. And but I think like for me, I've built a group of friends that like are very also really different based on the, the commonality of how we met, when we met. You know, I'm a different man at 41 than I was at 21. Absolutely. I'm different than when I was 31 in some ways, right? Because you you learn things, you grow a little bit. The things that are around you change. What's important to you changes, right? Um, the things that you value can change, you know, the way you spend your money changes, right? So in my 20s, I'm at the bars, like Hannah will probably be like, hey, I'm just, you know, I'm buying drinks, uh, yeah, I'm doing this. Of money. You know what I'm gone. saying? But like <laughs> now I'm not doing that, right? So like. It, you know, the things that you do and the places you put yourself will allow you to meet people or not meet people. Um, but it's just wild how, you know, I think for me, it's always been like, it has to be really organic. It has to just kind of happen. Can't yeah. be forced, you know, it just, it just kind of happens. So, well, I th Bobby, I thought we were friends. Um, Bobby wrote, <laughs> damn, those Crocs are holding you back, Hannibal. No, there aren't. <laughs> well, but Jaywalk <laughs> said he's a fan of Crocs, so he mentioned Adela. You know, he's New York, ago, he's but, he's with he's in my community. Yeah, that's, that's what we do. They're comfortable. Yeah. Bobby, what size you wear? I'll I'll, I'll ship you a pair. <laughs> well, tell me the color. I'll hook you up. Um, if uh, if there was a 
Croc meetup, I bet y'all meet some friends. I probably but listen, meet some really cool people. I was telling you, I saw Crocs. And I was like, it seemed like a, like a whole little section of them, you know, like like a ten, like a, like a six foot section, right? Yeah. And I saw the traditional ones that I know <laughs> that have like the little thing the in the back, the little tassel or whatever that you could sport mode or not sport mode. I don't know. And it has the holes in the front, the holes yeah. in the front that you can yeah. poke the stupid shit in. Yeah, and then charms. I saw some Crocs that were like completely different style than what I've seen before. They yeah. were like a hybrid, kind of like the back was a little different. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the name of the company is Crocs or something, okay. but they make all types of footwear. They yeah, they got okay. the regular shoes. They got, um, I know my girl when she was pregnant, she had a pair of Crocs. It was like shoes. She said she said they were really comfortable, especially you know you're yeah. being pregnant. But yeah, there's a there's a whole company. There's a whole it's a whole line of listen, y'all. I think Hannibal's got stock in Crocs. That's why he's talking about it. Listen, I was legit two thinking. Weeks in a row. I was sitting there <laughs> thinking, like, yo, should I make a Crocs YouTube channel? Like, how if that would that blow up if I just like reviewed <laughs> Crocs and and what happened if I got like my silver play button and my gold play With button Crocs? from listen, a Croc Empire? Shit, whatever you gotta do, I'm here for it, bro. If you if you were able to finesse that into some kind of silver play button, good for you, man. <laughs> Uh, Bobby, size 10, don't have to a new friend. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But listen, I want to spread the love because I know once you put your footsies in these uh, shoes. Listen, these man, I got, I got life changing. I call them chanclets, dots, right? That's what in the Hispanic community we call them chanclets. Uh, yes. I got I, the old school ones. I like the ones you get at the bodega that are just like they pay, they cost like $5. And it's just like you put your little toes in. That's and it. Nothing. And then I got like my Nike slides, which, you know, and that's it. Those are my house shoes, right? If you came to you came to New York, hanging out in Bushwick or hanging out up in the Bronx or Smash Harlem, you will. I'm gonna make make it out there at some point very soon. Yeah, and you will see you will see what's going on, and you will apologize, Yo Hannibal. All my people are wearing it. I I, I'm I was left back. You know what it would probably it probably take for me if I saw like some real fly chick and had some Crocs on. Like, ooh, dang. Every once in a while, yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, you see the women like to put the the silver or the gold little charms on there. You know, they they gotta make it. You know, because it's it it customizes. And then if you see that, you see some coming behind it too. That that's looking nice. Yeah, of course. Listen, 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 if I make that YouTube uh, Croc channel, I'll let you know. Maybe we'll do a whole Croc podcast, talk about it. Nope, that's that's all you. I want no, I have no interest in that. You do that on your own and let me know how it goes. I'll subscribe. (laughs) You'll subscribe. You you can't subscribe and not watch. You know how it works with YouTube. Yeah, I'll watch a little. I'll watch while I'm sleeping. I'll just let it You turn on and it's like get the views and the watch hours. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But guys, make some friends. I mean, I don't think we have much uh strategies on how to make a new friend, no. especially as a man. Usually what happens is you go to a sporting event, right? And you know, you say what's up to the person next to you. I, I <laughs> maybe but, you know, you ask for his number. I don't know. Maybe that that happens. Yeah, maybe do it do, go to social media first. Like you got an Instagram yeah. or something like that. And you give him a compliment, you know, like hey, I like the way those they like your pants. Mm. Yeah, that might work maybe for you. That ain't work. If somebody hits my IG or my comments like, "Hey, I like your pants that you wear." I'm probably not responding. They might get blocked, I don't know. All right, you know what? We're going we're going to have to come up with some tips on how to make new friends. We need to help everyone here because I know, listen, I, the chat I think the chat has been thinking. Mm. I've been, you know, Bobby Bobby must have a lot of friends cuz he's talking. I but I think a lot of people are really sitting back and thinking like, you know, has your friend group shrunk? 
Mm. I think it all. I think mine's definitely last three years. So I was way more of social than I was three years ago, mostly of, of work. Yeah. But also, you know, like I saw my glass I'm chilling. Yeah. But you See, are. I'm missing the opposite out. of that. I love doing shit. I love yeah. doing stuff. Today I didn't work at all, but I still did some things, and you know, like I, I always, I always like to be doing shit because I, for I feel like. Tomorrow's not promised. Like I try to like live every day like it's my last. I know that sounds fucking so cliche, but like I like doing shit. And I feel like if I'm not doing something, I feel like I'm missing out. I got that FOMO as a kid. No, yeah, the FOMO. Yeah. And that's my own thing. I gotta work on that. Cause sometimes I do need to sit down and just like watch a movie. I tried that today. I only got about 45 minutes in. I was like, I'm kind of bored here, right? (laughs) So (laughs) and I started tinkering with something in the basement, you know, like that's just me. I it makes me feel good to like be doing things. And have a sense of like accomplishment, like oh, I got finished this. Yeah, I, you know, I put up this little box in my kid's room. She can put her little figurines in that she does. She, she collects. Right, I did that yesterday. So you know, it makes me feel good when I do something, right? Um, but I got to figure out how to like balance more because sometimes I'm too go 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 to yeah. where then I just like crash or forget about something else. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, you yeah. should. You know, and take a take a break. Make a friend. Um, Jennifer says, was it go to a car show? Strike up a conversation. Oh, that's, that's actually a really good place to meet. Um, yeah, we, we need to find. All right. So we're going to talk. We're going to think about some strategies on how to meet men. Right. How that's to meet what men. We need. <laughs> As friends. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm sure we can come up with some good ones. Yeah. Listen, we can't. Listen, I agree on the whole men and women being friends can't so all right so we gotta meet men because you can't because yes. the kind of women we're gonna want to be friends with i can't be, nope nope not i i it would be bad for me and like my, janelle Monet, like i would love to be her friend but it wouldn't bro be i saw i saw on youtube or maybe tiktok a clip of her where she was like i think that the thing was like janelle Monet trash talks at the nba all-star game and she's like trash talking and she's like you know like talking and the sideline yeah. and she's playing she's talking shit to Guillermo some guy that made a bad shot and then yeah. she's like having a good time she's got these crazy looking glasses and I should have sent it to you I was like damn you know she does look good like I was gonna <laughs> just send it to you so you could like gawk at her for 50 seconds yeah whatever, she's but. amazing like everyone should be her friend right but so we can't talk to chicks we got to talk to dudes for men for men for friend you know be friends friendly purposes um dev has a good one too you can sign up for boxing some martial arts you're gonna meet some friends so i think a lot of it is activity based as you get older it's got to be a uh, mutual interest on some level right it's got to be a mutual like hannibal and i you know we're content creators doing the same kind of work but then we also figure out hey you know we kind of like hip-hop obviously we like basketball we're fathers you know we both have a weird sense of humor and then we're like all right we connected on that level and then we also have very similar goals when it comes to things we want to accomplish you know so like there has to be that some kind of interest there you know yeah. saying that links the two you know yeah i think that that's probably the best thing you guys have some really good suggestions you're gonna to have to put yourself out there and put yourself in positions where where pedro was saying you can meet people with the same interests so don't join some shit that you don't like right like you're not going to give a damn about these people but if you right. join something that you're passionate about you'll meet some people and like i say it'll be that organic where you just because you guys are passionate about basketball you talk to him he may be a person you don't want to talk to so yeah i think if you try to put yourself out there you'll meet some friends and and friends are extremely important to have um for yeah. your mental health it's not just a one-sided thing i need friends no they may need you too 
for certain things when they hit you up and ask you a question or, or they yeah. need to confine you about something because I don't know how we're going to deal with how to the men and women situation, but at least it, I think if you are a man, you should have, you know, like I said, is it six, six friends, you should have five or six close friends. Yeah. Right. I think yeah. that's a good goal to have. If you have five or six people that you trust. Yeah. I think that's helpful rather than having none. I, I just, that's a, that's a lonely existence. It's tough, man. Nobody should have to go through a lot of things by themselves. And I also, I'm a big, and we talked about, can we solve the men and women and dating? Nah, we're none of us. I, I but but do, I will say this, I, I am a component, at least for me. And I can say this cause it's worked. I've seen it not work for me and I've seen it work for me. Men need to have an outlet to confide into others right and you could do that with men i could maybe say something to hannibal that maybe i shouldn't really say to maybe my significant other right, right. because i you know I, I i don't you know women in my experience sometimes eventually they might resent some of that if you're too vulnerable you're too this you're sharing like everything right and i'm not saying don't share but like like there's some things that are better that a man's going to be able to empathize more with than a woman a woman right. might comfort you in that moment, but she's not going to understand what it's like to be a man in 2023. The same as I can't understand what it's like to be a woman in 2023 because I'm not a woman. Right? right. So having a friends group that is men that can relate, like I'm struggling as a father, I'm struggling as a husband, works really, you know, I'm worried about finances. Like if I talk to Hannibal about that, he's going to understand some of that stuff because he's dealing with some of that or has dealt with that. Right. Right. But if I talk to a female friend or my significant other, like they ain't going to get that because she's not a man. Right. So, Having these friends group that are men versus women, I think for men is extremely important. It's really changed my life in the last 10 years, having some men that I could talk to and like bounce ideas off of. Because when you do that with your significant other, your wife or your girlfriend, like you might not get that response as a man that you are looking for, or you might not get that empathy or you might not, you know, they yeah. might not hear you in the way that you wanted. And yeah. that can be actually defeating. It could be a, a, a more defeating than helpful. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Especially if, if 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 you're sniffing other, is going through things too, and yeah. you're just dumping all of your issues. It could just be yeah. draining for that person. So you want to, like I said, balance. Like perfect word, balance of everything. Yeah. So, um, hey, listen, those are great tips. I think if anything you can take from this, guys, make sure you have. You know, you you want to put yourself out there. Try to talk to some people. Make a friend. Make one friend this week. Paige, how many friends you made so far this week? Zero. I'm behind. All right, you're behind. Get, get together. <laughs> Two you know what, though? We're going to Wednesday. LA, so we'll, we'll connect with some oh, people. Yeah, yeah, and maybe, we'll some friends, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, the week's and not I may, over yet, I may so. start my Croc empire. I may, throw some, I may have some business cards around. Like, you know, I, I, I talk about Crocs. You're like, well, then why are you here? I'm like, listen, I, I you have to walk it. to deliver the stuff to the people. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... On that note, guys, we're going to be back on Wednesday with another set of uh, topics, obviously, hip-hop, basketball, relationship, all that type of thing. Thank you, for guys, for checking out the podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys on Wednesday. Peace. <clears throat>